Yo, 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 top of the morning to the gambling gang, top of the morning to all of the listeners to the Cashed It with Chris podcast, the NBA betting show. Uh, as always, these these podcasts are available to you guys via the Basketball Forever podcast network. We got a lot, a lot of games to talk about, a lot of games to talk about, man. Excited, uh, you know, fran- fantastic freaking Fridays is what I always put on Twitter. Uh, this is a it's a really good slate, man. I like the slate today. We got a lot of games, a lot to get into. So let's just jump straight in, man. No further ado. Let's jump straight in. Real quick recap of yesterday. We did uh, we did pretty good yesterday. I talked about taking on the morning show. I didn't have a play at all, but uh, on the Krispy Cap and evening show, I talked about uh, taking uh, a few guys, two player props, two value player props at that. The first one was Mr. Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy, uh, UVA graduate, uh, took him at 15 and also took him at 20. Uh, The 20 didn't cash. He barely got to 15 for us, but he did get a garbage time bucket. So we cashed there. And then also uh, Walker Kessler numbers came out a little bit later uh, in the day, of course, after the show was done, uh, which is why it's important to tune back in to the 515 show. And, uh, you know, we cashed on him however you took him out. I, I made the video yesterday on my YouTube page for uh, his rebounds over seven and a half minus 122. That was an easy cash. His double-double was plus 330, plus 350 on some books. That was an easy cash. Uh, his 10 points, if you played those, if you lighted his rebounds, I think he finished with 13 or 14 rebounds last night. So uh, Walker Kessler took care of us yesterday for sure, man. So pretty good day. Looking to build on that. And uh, kind of keep it going today, man, for sure. So uh, let's get to it, man. Let's see. LJ in the comment section. Top of the morning to you, LJ. What up, Akbar? Uh, Zachariah said, big slate today. Let's make some money. Got to respect Chris. I hit grinding early in the AM. Absolutely, bro. Let's get to it. And Frank, my guy, what's going on, man? Y'all hit the like button for me and subscribe if you guys aren't already. Uh, turn the notifications on because sometimes I'm dropping videos in the middle of the day as well. So let's get to it, man. First game up, we are going to... Uh, the Spurs and the Magic game. So Magic coming here. So we know we know that the Spurs play uh, second night of a back-to-back. They did play in New Orleans last night. Didn't cover that game, but they did come back and try to keep it close in the second half. Uh, the Magic, 11-6 and six ATS at home this season, 9-1 and one against the spread last 10. However, they are 0-3 straight up as a uh, ATS, as a home favorite this year. This is also their first game back home off a four-game road trip. So uh, not a spot that I'm really looking to back a team in. You look at the Spurs last two weeks. Offensively, they're actually rated pretty, uh, you know, pretty highly. Um, defensively, not too bad either. Eighth defensively last two weeks. Uh, second offensively last two weeks on the road. But this Magic team, they've really picked it up a lot, man. They're sixth offensively last two weeks at home. Uh, 13th defensively last two weeks at home. They're also 5-2 and two against the spread versus the West specifically. Um, so yeah, one way I was looking to attack this game, cause I'm not laying six and a half points or seven points with, with, uh, you know, with the Orlando magic, uh, I just feel like that's way too many points and they haven't covered as a favorite, but how, how could you look towards San Antonio in this spot? Right? So I think you play the magic. I think you play their team total. Uh, one thing I looked at, well, a few things I looked at was the magic that they're, they're playing at the, the six fastest pace over the last week. They're also scoring three more points. When you look at their points per game margin, uh, from November to December, they're up about three points from 109 to 112. 
uh, five and two to the over versus the West at home. Specifically, they've gone over their point total five of the last seven games versus the West as well. Uh, they also have they also have gone over their point total in eight of their last twelve games this season as well. I think a lot of a large part of that is due to getting some of their guards back. Markel Folks has come back. Dude has looked amazing, right? Uh, Paulo Ventura's continuing his growth and uh, you know throughout his rookie season as well. You look at the Spurs defense; they're allowing 118 points per game on the second night of back-to-backs in away spots, and they're giving up 123 points. They gave up 123 points to the Lakers in that spot. Uh, 126 to the Blazers and uh, and to the Nuggets as well. So um, the Magic, they've only had one instance where they were uh, the they were at home facing an opponent on the second night of a back to back where their opponent was, and it was against the Celtics, and they scored 120 in that spot in that game as well. So I think uh, I think the full game over is in play. Um, and I also, because I think San Antonio scores points, but if I had to play this game, I'd take the team total for the Magic over the 116 and a half. Feels like a really, uh, you know, solid way to play the game with not necessarily having to, uh, you know, to, 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 to lay the seven and a half in that spot. So hope that makes sense. Uh, and that's the way I'd be looking. Team total over for the Orlando Magic uh, in the San Antonio Spurs in the uh, Orlando Magic game. So next game up, we got the Clippers and the 76ers. John Wall is questionable in this one, but I think PG and Kawhi are going to give it a go. Uh, you look at the for the Clippers, this will be their first road game after a five-game homestand. And uh, Philly on the opposite side, this will be their seventh straight home game. They've won and covered five of their last six. Uh they won five in a row and covered five of their last six. The Sixers uh, coming to this one six and three against the spread versus the West, including three straight covers against the West. They typically take care of business when they're at home as a favorite. The Sixers are also they're just kind of running hot right now. 17th offensively last two weeks. Uh, this team is 13 and five against the spread at home, which is the third best covering rate at home. We know Joel Embiid presents a lot of problems. Guys like Tobias Harris, DeAnthony Milton. Uh, stepping up to, you know, kind of give James Harden and, and be some some help. And they're playing really good defense. On the opposite side, this Clippers team is really, uh, you know, getting healthy right now, right? This team was projected to to win the West by a lot of people. They're, t- they're rated 10th rated defensively last two weeks on the road, uh, 15th offensively last two weeks on the road. They've covered four of their last spreads and held their last four opponents under their team total. Uh, I think this spread is uh, pretty pretty close which is why I don't necessarily want to mess with it. I, I could, you know, see the Clippers kind of keeping this one close, losing by, you know, one possession. I think Coach Tyron Lue will have some kind of defensive schemes for how he wants to guard Joel Embiid and not just leave Zubak out there on the island. Uh, but I would look at the total in this one, man. I think the 216 is a tad bit high, even though it's a pretty low total. You look at the Clippers, they're 2-0 and to the under with both Kawhi and PG in the starting lineup this season when they're dogs. Um, they're also eight and two straight up when both of those guys are playing as well. So I do think that they come out here and they, you know, they bring their defense, their defense travels. You look at these teams, they both rank pretty low in pace. They both have been playing a little faster over the last week. But, uh, you know, throughout the season, both of these teams are are playing at a very, very slow pace. And typically when you put two slow paced teams together, it gets even slower, which would be another look towards the under. The Sixers, however, are five, one and one to the under with the, you know, with an average total of about 210 points. When they're home favorite and they're asked to win by four points or less, they're also four one and one to the under. Wouldn't be as a home fit with with them be in the lineup as a home favorite. 
when they when they ask to cover a game by four points or less as well, with an average of about 211 points. So um, I would lean towards the 76ers to kind of keep it going in this one. I would also lean towards uh, the under 216 in this one. A really cool, interesting, uh, really cool and interesting trend that I pulled. And this isn't applicable for this game, but it kind of feels like it is, right? So uh, a league-wide trend tells us that when two teams, when two good teams, right, two teams that have a 60% win percentage or better are facing off and the home favorite is laying four points or less, they're, those teams are 25 and nine straight up, 24, uh, nine and one. That's a 73% cover rate this season. So home favorites uh, against other good good uh, teams, right? And we know that the Clippers aren't a 61% win percentage team quite yet. Uh, well, or they might be. Uh, that uh, that bodes well for the home team in that spot, man. Only having to win the game by four points, you're the home favorite. Typically, the home team cleans up in that spot. Like I said, seventy three percent cover rate for um, the the seventy uh, sixes today. It also backs the Nets, right? So that's how I would look at that game: taking the under and taking the Sixers to uh, you know probably be able to, to 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 cover this game and win the game by four points. So. Uh, moving along, though, I kind of alluded to the Bucks in the next game. Uh, you get this Bucks team coming in here off a loss and a non-cover in Cleveland. Real travel, real, real difficult travel spot for them. This will be their 13th straight travel spot. They have not, uh, you know, had a chance to kind of rest and get home at all. They also have a big game on deck for Christmas um, versus the Boston Celtics. This team is just five, seven, and two against the spread on the road. We know that their defense uh, typically picks up on the road, but their offense doesn't seem to bring it all the time. You look at this Nets team, man. They're coming off the the, the really big win against the shorthanded Golden State Warriors the other night. Uh, won that game and covered, uh, you know, by by margin. I think they ended up winning by thirty, uh, scoring over one hundred and forty five points, I think, or something like that. Uh, they are just six, nine, and one ATS at home this season. So one of the reasons I was looking to kind of, you know, maybe, you know, what, what do the trends say? What 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 kind of data do I find to, su- to support a side in this one? So the Bucks, I've historically owned the the Brooklyn Nets, right? They're nine and two uh, straight up, and eight eight and three ATS after a previous ATS loss, including five straight covers. Uh, that is, I think that's a trend that goes back to last year, as long as Giannis is in the game, right? But to to me in this one, I feel like um, I feel like the total should be addressed in this one as well. The total in this one is two twenty five. Typically, when you get these, when you get two teams that are playing up to par at the same time, uh, you know, it can be like a playoff game, right? So you get the Bucks. They are six and one to the under in away conference games with a total of about two hundred and six points in that spot. Four and two to the under in away games when the total is set at two twenty five or or greater. Um, under is also 10 to one against in the last in the Bucks last 13 games versus a team with the winning straight up record. So the Bucks, for some reason, you know, they play really good defense and not, not for some reason. We know that their defensive ratings typically is number one when they're on the road. You look at the Nets on the opposite side. This team is eight and three to the under in home conference games with an average total of about 218 points. They're four and one to the under when they're a home favorite of four points or less. 
uh, with an average total of about 214 points, including four straight unders as well. I uh, also looked at the Nets after scoring 125 points or more in their previous game because they did score a lot against Golden State. They typically come back down to earth and they're averaging about 108 points in those following games with, a, with that being like a four-game sample, right? Uh, you, like I said, you look at these two teams, uh, they're 4-1 to the under in their last five matchups since the start of last season with the Bucks holding the Nets under their team total in four of those games, including uh, 1-0 so far this season when the Bucks beat the Nets earlier this year, 110-99. to So um, another league-wide trend tells us that uh, when teams score 140 points or more in their previous game and have a total of 220 five and a half or higher in their next games. Those games are seven and three to the under as well, including four straight under. So I'll be looking towards the under in this one. Um, I'll be looking towards the under 225 in this one. For me, it's too difficult to pick a side. I can see either one. I can see the Bucks bouncing back and getting a big win. Uh, don't know if they have enough offensive firepower, but just when you count, you know, uh, the, the, the a, a team that has won a defense, uh, a, a championship recently is when, you know, they, they'll come to play. Giannis, you know, absolutely will come to play in this game, I believe, even though they have a big day, a big game coming up on Christmas. So I'm not I'm not looking to fade the Nets right now. This team is nine and one uh, in their last 10 games and kind of keeping it going for sure. But I would be looking towards the under 225 in that spot. A uh, few more games I want to touch on just really, really quickly. Uh, the Celtics and the, and the Timberwolves in the Celtics game is a game that I do want to do a little more research on. Um, Celtics have not looked great recently. Uh, read some ports about, you know, Al Horford trying to get trying to rally the troops the other day and get these guys playing. Uh, you know, much better, better brand of basketball after going down uh, by 30 plus against the uh, Indiana Pacers two nights ago. They also have a big, big game coming up uh, on Christmas Day as well. The Timberwolves have been playing a little bit better basketball recently. They did just split in the series with the Dallas Mavericks uh, last week. And now you get the Celtics laying another really, really big margin, nine points. So they're expecting the Celtics to blow the Timberwolves out is what the books are telling us. Total set at 232 and a half. Uh, like I said, I don't have anything official in this one, but it'd be hard for me to look towards the Celtics to win this game by nine points. Not in their recent form, not in their recent form as well. Uh, so next game up and probably the last game I'm going to get to uh, is matter of fact, let me stop real quick because I know I've been on a tangent, man. Y'all let me know what y'all on in the chat. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Top of the top. What up, Ant? What's going on? Uh, like magic a lot. OK, bunch of points. What's up, Chris? Let's get a let's run up a bag today. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Uh, I want to take the magic, but don't want to lay that lay that many points. Yeah, that's what that's what I said, Brian. And that's one of the reasons why I like uh I like this I like the Orlando Magic team total. I think the I think they can score 116, uh 117 points. They're sitting at 116 and a half right now. I got it in my best slip, just haven't placed it yet. But I really like Orlando to, you know, to get to that team total. So I don't have to necessarily worry about a spread or how many points that, you know, the San Antonio Spurs uh 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 cover by. Cause I'm not, I'm not trying to get in on that spread. That spread, like I said, the Orlando Magic are 0-3 as a home favorite. And I know one of those games I was actually backing them. I think it was against the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte came in there and turned up on them. So I know they've been playing better basketball lately, but I, I wouldn't be looking to lay seven, seven and six and a half, seven points with a team that hasn't uh won as a home favorite yet even with a shorter line, if that makes sense. Uh, Magic first half could be the spot off that road trip. It could be. I don't, I, I don't know about that one. I gotta. I will have to do some work on that. What's up, Courtney? Appreciate you, my guy. Y'all hit the like button for me. We're going to keep it going, man. Zachariah said, Joel probably still remember 
uh, Claw sending him home. <laughs> no, that's a fact. That's a fact for sure. Uh, LJ said uh, Claxton versus the Eastern Conference over two and a half re two and a half blocks. Yeah, I know you've been cashing on that, LJ. So I couldn't talk anybody off of that look. Uh, stars will be stars type of night, Chris. It could be. Maybe we'll put something together, man. I do want to preface. What up, Markel? I do want to preface this, you know, this stars will be stars comment by Zachariah by saying, um, I think it's important to remember as well, man, you know, when, before you guys are locking in your best today, think about the motivations of these teams, man. Who who plays on Christmas, right? Who's just waiting to, uh, you know, get this get the day over with so they could go back home because they don't have a nationally televised game on Christmas and they don't play until you know maybe two days later right fading up you know trying to find the motivation for these teams is the first and foremost important thing that we could absolutely do as you know handicappers or people who want to bet on the NBA right we have to find the motivation we can find all the trends all the data all the analytics to support our plays. But if, 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 you know, if I'm just worried about getting back home to my family so that I can enjoy Christmas with them, then nothing else really matters. Right. So you have to be able to find motivation, right? A big motivational spot today uh, comes in this Raptors and Cavs game, at least in my estimation comes in this Raptors and Cavs game. And I would also be looking at, uh, I'm not going to touch on this game. uh, At least not, at least not right now. I might touch on it later uh, during the, during the evening show, but I would look towards, um, the Memphis Grizzlies in a bounce back spot, right? I, I was heavy on the Memphis Grizzlies the other day. I gave them out as the, you know, as the best bet of the day, you know, going to Denver. This will be their third straight road game after losing to, uh, they lost to uh, Oklahoma City and then followed that loss up to the Denver Nuggets as well. Denver probably played their best brand of basketball. Now you get the Phoenix Suns on, uh, you know, the third game of this road trip in a nice, you know, a real nice bounce back spot. They open this two point favorites. I want to say it's up to two and a half and three of some spots as well. I think. T- and, and the reason why I say it's a motivational spot is because we just saw, hopefully you guys saw the video with John Morant when he was sitting down with Malika Andrews and they asked him, you know, who in the who in the West, uh, you know, scares you or or you're concerned about. He said nobody. Nobody in the West, like it's really just the Boston Celtics. Right. So for me, that says that, you know, this is a statement game for him. You can't you can't make comments like that and then not come out and bring it. They 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 have a game on Christmas Day, but it's not that big of a game anymore because they'll be playing against the Golden State Warriors and the Golden State Warriors are, you know, they're walking the walking wounded right now. This team is uh, not healthy at all. So I would I would look for, you know, them to be able to probably cover that. I got to do a lot more digging and research on that game, but that's the way I'd be looking in that game as well. And the last game I want to talk about, because we are already at the 18-minute mark, and it's, it's a bunch of games today. I know it's probably about nine games that I probably haven't even touched on, but looking at this Raptors and the Cavs game, man, I think this game is going to be uh, extremely interesting. I kind of talked myself into this one. So I'll start by prefacing by saying this, man. Both of these teams are coming off big emotional wins. You get the Toronto Raptors coming into Cleveland. Uh, this will be the third game of a of a uh, of their uh, road trip. They lost to uh, the, the Philadelphia 76ers last week. Took them to overtime, though, even shorthanded. They got OG Ananobi back, so they're getting a little bit healthier. They lose that game in overtime. Then they go to Madison Square Garden. No, nobody could figure out why that point spread was so low. Uh, you know, Toronto had lost seven games in a row, and then they go into to Madison Square Garden, and Pascal Siakam drops 52 points, and they beat the New York Knicks to end the New York's Knicks winning streak, right? So now, you know, big, big emotional win, absolutely needed. Now you go to Cleveland, right? And on the opposite side, Cleveland. 
this for Cleveland, uh, this is a this is at least their fifth or sixth uh, straight home game. Always talk about not fading those teams. I gave you guys a trend the other day that supported home favorites that have been previous home favorites in at least four games and then their home favorites again. Uh, those teams were something like 16, 6, and 1, I think. I think it was about 67 to 70% hit rate, uh, just, you know, kind of backing those teams. You see the money coming in on Cleveland today. Uh, this spread opened at, I think, four and a half, five. And it's, you know, it's the line is close to, to there, but I do feel like money's coming in on Cleveland already. Cleveland coming off a big, big emotional win as well to take down the Milwaukee Bucks uh, in a measuring stick type game for them. That was also a double revenge game for them. The first time they had caught the Bucks, uh, you know, with, at full strength. The first time they got a chance to play the Bucks at home as well. They were 0-2 uh, straight up and against the spread in Milwaukee. So to get that monkey off your back probably feels really good for J.B. Bickerstaff and the guys over there in Cleveland. Now you get the Toronto Raptors, another double revenge game. Toronto beat this team on opening night. That was the game that Darius Garland got poked in his eye. And the second time these two teams played was in Toronto in a game that only saw 188 points scored total. And I want to say that was a, a second night of a back-to-back with uh, in Toronto uh, without the services of Jared Allen, right? We know how important Jared Allen is. Uh, so now the Cleveland Cavaliers are at home where we know that they turn up, right? They're 12, they're 16 and two straight up at home, 13, four and one also at home. This Toronto Raptors team typically functions a lot better at home than they do on the road. This team is only 14 and 18 overall. They're only four and 12 straight up on the road and seven and nine against the spread on the road. So looking at this game, I'd only be able to look towards the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think it's a perfect bounce back uh, spot as far as uh, in season, same revenge type game. Uh, like I said, double revenge game. So I'm pretty sure they got this one circled. Uh, you look at the other thing I looked at was the the Cavaliers at home with Donovan Mitchell. They're 15 and 0 straight up, 11 2 and 2 against the spread, right? But more impressively, this team is 13 and 0 straight up, a 10 2 and 1 against the spread when they have both Jared Allen and Donovan Mitchell in the lineup. Um, they play up the competition in this spot. The only two losses that they have in those games came against the Indiana Pacers in a look-ahead spot for the following game. And when they played the shorthanded Dallas Mavericks uh, last week and that game went to overtime, they ended up winning that game by one. But every single other opponent that's come against that's come against this team uh, at home when they've had Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, they've absolutely took care of business, cleaned them up. So I think the Cavaliers is probably the top spot on the card today. Like I said, the Grizzlies game, I got to do a little more work on, but that's what I'm looking at today, man. 23 minutes almost in the books, man. Y'all hit the like button for me. Subscribe to the videos if you guys haven't. Uh, let's see. What else y'all got real quick before I get up out of here? Uh, Twan said, uh, uh, I look in, uh, I'm looking at the Cavs, the Grizzlies, and Kings tomorrow. What are your thoughts on these, Chris? The Kings should absolutely smash. Just real quick on that Kings game. The Kings should absolutely smash the Washington Wizards tonight. Um, I know the spread opened at 7.5 or 8. Uh, bad, bad travel spot for the Washington Wizards. I think it's the fourth game in six nights and the fifth game in seven nights for uh, for the the Washington Wizards. I would be looking at some bonus props in that game as well. Uh, centers just continue to kind of dominate the Washington Wizards. Now you get them in a super fatigued travel spot, second night of a back-to-back -back as well, traveling from altitude to Sacramento 
not a good spot for the Washington Wizards at all. I would be looking at some bonus props, or, you know, catching, laying the spread in that one. Whatever that spread is, I don't expect for that game to be highly competitive at all. Uh, Akbar said NBA is mostly uh, a narrative-based sport. Cap motivation, you get money. <laughs> That's a fact, uh, Akbar. It's absolutely a fact. LJ said Memphis turns up on Fridays. They absolutely do. It's not hard. It's not easy to go into uh, to Phoenix and get a win. I will will preface that by saying this, right? Phoenix is a really good team at home, but without Devin Booker, they've looked like a shell of themselves recently, losing the game outright uh, two nights ago uh, to the Washington Wizards. So, um, yeah, and that was also a first win for the Wizards in nine games. And, in, in, yeah, they were one in nine. Uh, going into that game. Markel said, I think the Cavs total is going uh, under. Okay. Uh, let's see. That's a game they lost Garland injury spot. Yep. Uh, injury to the eye. It was the first game. The second game, like I said, was the second game of a back-to-back and the third game in four nights without Jared Allen. So I really, really, you know, this Cavs team is going to be really difficult to beat, man. I think that they probably cover that spread at home. Uh, if you like that, you might want to get on that early. I think the number probably does increase as well. So, that's what I got for you guys today, man. I'll end the show with, you know, the way I always end it. None of this is financial consultation. Uh, this is all theory and it's logic and it's motivational spots and trends and SDQL, man. Uh, bet with your head and not over it. Uh, we'll be doing a show at 515 as always. Until then, best of luck to you guys uh, and all your action that you have today. I'm out.